future, talk radio will actually educate, inspire, and make you think. The future is now. Topics and music that affect your life from Universal Broadcasting Network. Tune in at ubnradio.com. She's passionate about telling stories of amazing women who are rocking the world and empowering women to live, love, and thrive. Here's your host, Katherine Gray. Hi, welcome to Live, Love, Thrive, Women's Empowerment Hour, brought to you by, of course, 360karma.com. And uh, if you want to follow us and not miss any episodes of these amazing women we have on every week, then be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube for the rebroadcast and also follow us on your podcast, iTunes, iHeart, and others. Uh, Today, as always, we have some incredible ladies. Uh, Today is from the League of Women Voters, uh, uh, Mary Lou Guevara. I think I got that right. And uh, Chrissy Avila are here with us today. And we're going to be talking about uh, the League of Women Voters, which is an amazing organization that's been around for 100 years. And then later in the show, we're going to be talking with uh, Courtney Cowan. And she uh, left the television industry to become an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that in exciting journey. So uh, stick around for that. But right now, please give a warm welcome to Mary Lou and to Chrissy. Hi, guys. Thank How you. are you? Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you. Oh, wonderful to have you. You know, uh, it's amazing to me that a lot of people don't know what the League of Women Voters is and how it could benefit them. And my goal is to spread that word and educate people because uh, it's really an amazing organization that does really incredible work to help women. Uh, And so I want to talk about that and I want to talk about how you all got involved. First, I would like to talk about the two of you and where you're from and how you ended up uh, working with League of Women Voters, because I know you're the executive director now, uh, uh, and you, Chrissy, are on the board. Correct, and correct. Both of second you started, vice president. Second vice president. Yes. And you both started as volunteers, right? That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's so interesting to me, too. You, you both have... Um, uh, a Latino background, uh, your dad being from Mexico mm-hmm. and your parents being from El Salvador. Um, and growing up, though, here in L.A., both of you, but in very different worlds, uh, you, Mary Lou, coming from Compton, and you, Chrissy, coming from Pasadena, mm-hmm. uh, and, and growing up, you know, going to, like, Catholic school, right? Correct. Private yeah, Catholic private school. all girls. Yeah. yeah. And then a lot of people, you know, that movie has made Compton so famous, this straight-out-of-Compton uh, <laughs> yes. movie. Yes. It's like that everybody movie. now has heard of Compton, which I don't think everybody had heard. <laughs> but right. um, you and I had a really, I thought, interesting conversation about, you know, people think of it now because of that movie is like gangland. And I know you grew up there. You... Um, you still live there now, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah still live and there. And the conversation we had was that you were saying, you know, you grew up, you didn't know anything differently. So you didn't know it was, you know, that you had like lack of resources or you couldn't bring your books home from school, you know, things that were not common in other areas because we only know what we know, right? Yeah. Correct. Correct. Growing up in Compton, I mean, it was my normal, you know, yeah. you don't you don't one day sit around and say, OK, so can you take your books home? Like, you know, do, does this happen in your community? Right. I think growing up, you just it's just you just focus on, in my case, school, 
you know, my family life was stable. So um, school was definitely kind of the big focus of making sure that I got that I received good grades, that I got out of school, went to college. So I didn't really I was lucky. I think we were speaking. I was lucky that I did not um, get involved with a lot of the stereotypes that come with mm-hmm. with being born and raised in Compton, mm-hmm. a lot of it that you probably saw in the film. Um, and I'm glad to have you talking about this because people do have that stereotype of Compton. And here you are, a very accomplished, educated young woman. You're now the executive director of League of Women Voters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just think it's good for people to see, you know, that uh, different uh, there's different outcomes in different places. Other people come from very wealthy neighborhoods and they end up being bums and not giving back right, and right. you know so it Trust really has babies. to do with um what, well what do you think it has to do with it because what i think it has to do with doesn't i know, think i think a lot here. of it is you know the variable is always your own personal motivation in yeah. life i yeah. think your own personal courage to kind of you know overcome a lot of the challenges right um a lot of them just for my speaking about my own journey a lot of it is just resources you know mm-hmm. lack of resources so um i like i said i had a nurturing home so i'm fortunate that i didn't you know that that was that's Mm -hmm. always been my support system isn't that so Um, true that the most important thing when you get right down to it is the things that are free like love mm -hmm. right right, i mean love is free right Mm -hmm. children that grow up being loved and getting attention can end up being normal no matter what background they grow up in, I believe. Right, right. You Correct. know? Those healthy so, relationships. Correct. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that can definitely, I mean, it won't overcome a lot of the, you know, imbalance of equity and maybe fairness and that, you know, that we encounter in society. But I think it definitely provides a good support system that allows you to kind mm-hmm. of have a stronger mindset that can overcome right. a lot of the challenges that you're going to face in life. Right. So, um, and it's definitely brought me to the league and it makes the work that I do on an everyday basis along with alongside you know Chrissy a lot more powerful right right yeah it's nice that you, what you do on a daily basis is giving back I mean for me right, this is what my right. show is all about it's mm-hmm. women that uh, are successful but are doing something to give back and that's certainly the two of you because I know Chrissy right. as far as your profession you're in real estate right but this is kind of your give back and I think right. that's what it's all about is um, having that balance sure everybody has different jobs that they do but they're always uh, it's always important to do the give back because that that usually is the most fulfilling part of our life. Right. 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 Yeah. And for me, growing up in Pasadena, I was blessed and lucky, you know, yeah. and I went to an all girls high school, a Catholic high school. And then when I went to college, I realized what was really going on. You know, I realized yeah. that there was a lot of kids that didn't really have good parenting or didn't have a place to stay. Right. I mean, it was quite an eye opener. And I think seeing that and just having the looking at my life and their life and just realizing how different it is, it right. definitely made an impact that in college in and of itself, college, just learning right. about the inequities and, and the things going on in the world that you just don't really get right home, you know? and you said your dad was Mexican and I guess yeah. he had some challenges with that yeah, yeah he did well I mean he grew up in East LA he would uh, he used to take the red car into downtown LA as a kid and um, he uh, he always just kind of understood what it's like to mm-hmm. be you know on a certain to be seen a certain way by right. the rest of society right and I know when he was in the army he had some challenges as far as discrimination and things like that but um so so I kind of had 
had that viewpoint from him, you know, as right. far as like the the inequities and things like that. So and then you yeah. know, and you've had your own challenges yourself, mm -hmm. uh, and and I think you know nobody escapes this life without some challenges, uh, which bring right. us to the work that we typically do. Right. And you know, you shared, and I'm sure there's other listeners that. Uh, will relate to this is that uh you know you struggled with drugs and things right. like in mm -hmm. college that I, did. I think a lot of people did it was especially very common <laughs> right in that, in that time frame of yeah. what the 80s or whatever yeah. right right and um and so but you overcame that I did. Yeah. You know, I was I had a lot of issues partying in high school and college. And that's why getting out of college was it was so challenging. Yeah. And um, and a couple years after college, I quit drinking. And that was kind of the beginning of a wow. journey of just understanding myself. Yeah, to this day. Oh, good for you. Yeah. And just understanding myself and mm -hmm. and really what I want and where I'm going and mm -hmm. and being um, a functioning productive citizen yeah. you know it was it was um it was a it was a monumental move for right. me to quit drinking actually right yeah, yeah. that is pretty big mm -hmm. and bold and a yeah. lot of people will relate to that you know mm -hmm. either they're in the same shoes you are where they've overcome it or they're still struggling with it right. which is a lot of people right yeah it's not easy to uh, quit. did you go the AA route i no, actually, yeah. I some tried people it. Do, some people yeah, don't. yeah, I couldn't relate actually yeah. to some of the people. But no, it's it's a great organization. I ended up doing it through counseling. Oh. So I had a therapist that helped me and well, just kind of held awesome. me to account. Yeah, I mean, it's I, hard I to always do on say your own. nothing's one size fits all. I think right. everybody has to do what's good for them. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But we all have these struggles. And then back to you, Mary Lou. That um, I know. I was asking you. You know, being growing up in that city where there was a lot of gang violence. You know. I was asking if you had lost anybody, you know, because it seems like uh, there's so many uh, tragic things that happen all the time when there's gangs related. Right. But you had said not in your immediate circle, but that uh, that you found that when you went to like your high school reunion, you'd realized how many people you had lost in situations. Correct. Like that. Correct. Yeah. I'm very fortunate that nobody in my inner circle um, of, of friends um, passed away. You know, they were probably very like-minded. You know, you tend to hang yeah. out a lot of the time, especially yeah. during that age, um, with people that think like you do. Um, so we what had other your priorities. Said, your mom said, "When uh, you look for trouble, you will oh, always find it. Right? No matter where you're raised, you know." If <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. So, um, but you know, now in the in the kind of the interconnectivity of social media, um, I you know. We've all joined all of our high school or college pages, you know, alumni pages. And, you know, I slowly started seeing that a lot of the people that I had in classes that I, you know, spoke to casually in, you know, in the hallways of, of high school mm -hmm. have passed away. You Sad. know, some of them very tragic stories. Right. Others, you know, at the wrong, you know, wrong place at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. So um, while I wasn't, you know, directly affected, I do know people, you know, um, from high school that that did end up passing away. And it's, you know, I think if anything, it, it kind of confirms, you know, that kind of the steps that I took in the journey and where I am now was definitely kind of solidifies right. um, those life decisions that I made at any given moment. Like because, how important it is to go to uh, college and things correct, like that. Correct, correct. Right. And it's yeah. not for everyone. Right. But but it definitely, I think, it worked out well for me. <laughs> right. And I always say, uh, there's a saying I love, show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. Mm -hmm. 
That's, oh, right. And it is the company you keep, and that's mm-hmm. why you know you created that mm-hmm. inner circle. And I think we do tend to want to be around like-minded people. Mm-hmm. And I think when we break through that barrier and we try to spend time with people that aren't like-minded, it just doesn't feel right. It's like you you kind of do need to to go with your own people that think the same way right. and feel, have the same values and right. Right. Well, it's right. a it's yeah. definitely a character and a mental challenge when yeah. we don't right. Right. And you can see that in our. I don't want to get too political, but yeah, um, Chrissy and I kind of move in this political world. Um, you know, being part of the League of Women Voters, that we do find ourselves you know interacting with a lot of people who won't interact outside of their their political sphere. Right. You know. Right. Um, right. Because it's much harder to have a conversation full of civil discourse yes you know because it tests our own kind of triggers yes, you know that right. might go off you know it now, definitely uh, takes more patience am i crazy or does it feel like it used to be easier for both sides to talk i I feel like it used to be. Yeah, it's I like think so. really it's gotten really so divided. Changed. Yeah. Um, so League of Women Voters has been around 100 years, and a lot of people probably don't even know that it is bipartisan. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Nonpartisan. Is, nonpartisan. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Not, uh, that, yeah. Correct. Nonpartisan. nonpartisan. And so uh, almost 100 years ago is when we got the right for women to vote. Right. right? 1920. And it was um, the. Um, suffragettes that made that possible and i I understand from you that they're the ones that created this organization correct correct the league is you know it's it has a long legacy of being a very grassroots organization Mm -hmm. um so our suffragette uh foremothers like susan b anthony um Mm -hmm. when women won the right to vote there was about 12 million women who needed not only to be indoctrinated into this new civic life but Mm -hmm. needed to you know keep Um, being educated about the issues at the time. Um, So they had a new responsibility. And the League was very much an organization that grew out of, you know, people's homes. It was you and Mm -hmm. I getting together, Mm -hmm. you know, to talk about civic issues and talk about how we could promote voting um, to women who had probably disinterest at the time in their new civic duty. So, and 97 years later, we're, we're still doing um, yeah. the same type of work that we were doing, you know, 100 years ago. And you mentioned to me that, of course, this is all over the country, but you have 400 volunteers just right here in L.A. Mm-hmm. and 36 chapters in California alone. That is correct. Wow, right. that's huge. Yeah. And so necessary. And as big as it is, it still amazes me how many people don't know what you all do. So let's talk about that. Uh, one of the things you do is help uh, women register to vote. So this is good for millennials to know that are Everyone coming to into voting yes, age. Yes. Uh, you help them understand the issues on referendums and whatnot. And so I think, I can't tell you how many times people tell me, you know, oh, I'm not going to vote on these different things because I don't know anything about them. Right. And little do they know, all they have to do is reach out to you guys and learn about it. That's Correct. so true. Correct. So yeah. last year, we, we have a speakers bureau every year that we put together, and it's people, l- volunteers with the league that go yeah. out and talk to several different organizations oh. throughout L.A. and throughout, I guess, the, the state. You know, so if someone had country, an organization, really. they could even call you all and say, yeah. hey, will you come speak to mm-hmm. our people? Yes, And we'll yes. come and go I through all that. the propositions. And our league also I might have you guys out. do that for 360 Carmel. Oh. Oh, perfect. Because we have a Let's monthly workshop, it. and I think that'd <laughs> um, be great. Yes. Yeah, we, yeah, we also have a voter guide uh, that we mm-hmm. ourselves fundraise. Our, our volunteers write the content. We go ahead and we publish it, and we 
we have a partnership with the library, the city library. So if you walk into a library, a library around you know two months before mm-hmm. election time, mm-hmm. that's a guide that you can find, and it's much easier to understand the Secretary of State's guide. Yeah, and it just gives you the pros and the cons on the issue and lets you know why you're voting on it. Oh, I it's love very simple. That. Right, I yeah. love that. That's great. Yeah, it's I a great tool. Yeah, because like, where do you get the information? And and it might be um, like in the paper and be biased or whatever. So Correct. it's nice to know you guys. Right. And Correct. that's one of the things that brought me into the league right. was just always every year checking to see what they were supporting, yeah. what their position was and what, you know, just the overview of whatever proposition was up. And candidate. then you also do speakers forums, right? Where people can get to know the candidates. I Correct. remember I went to one a couple years ago mm-hmm. for Lindsay Horvath. When we she have was one tonight. Right. We have one tonight, actually. Oh. Oh. If any of your listeners are in Assembly District 51, which uh-huh. runs all the way up to Pasadena, all the way to East Hollywood. Um, we have one tonight at Sot- at the Sotomayor campus. With it's a re- it's a special election. Oh, yeah. so yes. and they can your listeners can visit our website and get the details or, or follow us. Speaking on Speaking of the website, yes. it's LeagueofWomenVoters.org. It's LWVLosAngeles.org. Oh, LWVLosAngeles.org. Wonderful. I'm sure we do. We have that up on the screen. Okay, great. Um, and for those listening, it's good to to say it actually, and um, and, and so you have uh, speaker forums, you have uh, the referendums being explained, and you have um, people can register through you all, Correct. and they can come volunteer. Correct. We're right. always in need of volunteers. Um, we currently have a lot of programs and activities that we're focusing on. We also, if you have any young listeners, we also have a youth program mm-hmm. where we also provide internship opportunities. What if women want to run <clears throat> for office? Would they reach out to you all? They definitely sure, can. Yeah. They definitely can. You know, because I think some people think, "Oh, I would like to run for office, but I don't know where to begin." Maybe you all would be a good first call. We have a lot of volunteers who have future political aspirations, and they find that their experience with the league prepares them. It mm-hmm. definitely immerses you into public policy, sure, yeah. and since you're you you interface with a lot of people, you do a lot of outreach. It definitely kind of it's like a boots on the ground kind of training. Yeah. So. I am so excited to see so many more women running. Are you I all know. getting more members it's now? Incredible. Or, uh, Yo, yeah. People, yeah. We've gotten a lot You've more seen members an since. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. Since last, end of last year. Correct. It yes. seemed, you know, the November election did, you know, the after that election night, something did change. You know, I think yeah. people felt the need to kind of reach out to civic organizations and find out if they could create some change, mm-hmm. whatever that change might be. Right. So right. we've definitely seen an increase in not only our membership, but our volunteers. I love it. I yes. love it. Uh, and and they say so many more women are registering to run. Would the, either of the two of you run? Oh, Chrissy? No. <laughs> not right now. <laughs> Very I not myself, but I promote a lot of it. my friends can tell you. I'm always saying you should run. You should run. Yeah. I definitely I think uh I definitely pr- promote civic leadership. I think mm-hmm. uh people running in general, especially women because we do need more representation. Mm-hmm. Um but I myself don't want to put my hat in that so, ring. So did you see in Virginia like I mean, it was almost oh, half women that took the seats. Right, I was right. like, wow, that's this amazing. is exciting. Yes. Yeah, before they wouldn't exciting. even run. Yeah. You know, I have to say, with all the turmoil going on, that um, it's, uh, it's, it's been good in the respect that it's made women rise up 
and uh, want to uh, run and vote and, you know, participate. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously uh, with the new uh, topic of sexual harassment coming to the forefront. Absolutely. Women uh, are starting to realize. It's starting to empower women. They're starting to realize they need to be in positions of power. They need to take control and and be in, you know, in leadership positions. I think we have another, I think we have a feminist wave right now happening. Oh, I'm very excited. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. So this is a beautiful time to be involved in the League of Women Voters. Correct. Correct. And so um, how would people reach out to you? Just go to the website and then find out about your next meeting. Sure, and- sure. So we, we have a website, of course, that we've already said, lwblosangeles.org. We're on social media. Yeah. You know, our handle is at lwblosangeles. And we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. So um, if that's easier for your listeners, so you can definitely, you'll find our contact information there as well. So the first step is just making a phone call, sending a tweet, making, you know, sending an email, and then we'll get in touch. And there is a space in our organization for anyone looking to create change and get involved. Love it. And so if they follow you on Facebook or Twitter also, too, they'll be up to date on what happens or what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Love it. We just had a Constitution Happy Hour uh, last weekend, and we had a really nice turnout. We had a gentleman, Andrew Gumbel, speak about, yeah, speak about the Constitution. It was yeah. It was things like that. That's what we do. That's so one of the things. If we politics do. and whatnot are important to you, uh, this is an opportunity to be with like minded people. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. I mean, the great thing about the league is once, you know, I can't. I can't say that it's, you know, I can't stop saying that it's grassroots because it's really, it's your, it's your, you know, your community members are part of the league. Um, It's your neighbors, your friends. It's a great, there's a great social dynamic, but at the same time, we, we're striving to do a lot of great work in our communities and to get people civically involved. So, I love it. Yeah. Well, perfect timing for this conversation. Thank you yes. both for being Thank on. You. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Catherine. People will reach out and join and tell other people about it. We want to get the word out there. It's a great, great. organization. Thank, Thank you for you. having yeah. us. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you for both being here. <laughs> and we will be right back with uh, Courtney Cowan. Stay tuned. Thank you for tuning in to the Live, Love, Thrive show, where we bring you powerful and positive programming about women and those who support women's empowerment. It seems by sharing their stories and showing us their talent and potential, they remind us of our own. We ask you to join us weekly by taking a minute to subscribe to our 360 Karma YouTube channel so you get to see every episode of these uplifting and inspiring stories. We all need more of this, yes? And did you know we have the Live Love Thrive book on our 360 Karma website and on Amazon? If you enjoy reading books of incredible women who are doing amazing work in the world, you will want to pick up a copy. Also, when you join 360karma.com, you will enjoy our growing video content of expert advice and support and learn about our workshops. If you would like to align with a like-minded, purpose-driven community, you will feel at home at 360karma.com. We encourage and support you to live the life you love.
And we are back with Courtney Cowan. Hi, Courtney. How are you? Doing well. How are you? It goes quickly, right? It does. (laughs) Everything's happening here in real time. You're like, oh my God, we're already on the air. We're live. So um, I just love your story because I think you are such an inspiration to my listeners that are in a corporate job and wanting to start their own company. And I love your story, and I'm looking forward to us chatting about it. Uh, But first of all, you were born in Texas. I was. Fort Worth. Right. But you actually grew up in the Midwest, in yes. Indianapolis, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah, because I imagine we have a lot of people that are, uh, you know, from that area, mm-hmm. too, not just here in L.A. Yeah. But uh, you wanted to be in the television business, so you made your way here to Los Angeles. I did when yeah. I graduated from college in yeah. 2000. Who, who does that? Here. You know, exactly. <laughs> it's not the place to You be. and a few million other people, right? <laughs> exactly. Boy, it's a competitive business, and I'm so impressed with uh, how you, you know, really flourished in television and let's talk about first what you did in that arena before we talk about uh you know where it took you to start your own business um but um you were working on exciting shows in fact you were working on one here at sunset gower studios right yes i actually i think i ended up doing three projects over the course of my career here at sunset gower this is like a homecoming (laughs) yeah and one of them was uh the six feet under right yes for hbo which um Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people love so and and what were the other projects do you recall um i did flash forward uh, which was an abc show and then i did another abc show um it was a summer hit called scoundrels oh yeah i (laughs) I remember that oh you do i think so or maybe it just sounds like scandal i don't know exactly (laughs) which i think she's here um yes so i but six feet under was uh was here i was here for four years so Um, growing up you always knew that you uh wanted to be in television? Was that Uh, that a dream? It was a dream I realized uh, in college, actually. Um, And you were in the production end of it, right? I was. I was a post-production supervisor. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I kind of, both my parents were teachers and coaches, and I um, went to college thinking I was going to become an English teacher, high school English teacher. And um, right around my sophomore year, I realized there are other things out there that interest me, uh, one of which is is television and film production. So I um, changed my major and um, we got, you know, we had a telecommunications department at Indiana University. So I got as much experience as I could there. And then um, when I graduated in 2000, moved out here. And and how did you get your first job here? Because I think people are always interested how people break into this industry. So what, yeah. and usually it's some quirky story. Was yours a quirky story? It, <laughs> it always <was>. is. <laughs> There is no traditional way to get in TV here in Los yeah. Angeles. I yeah. am definitely one of those people that had one of the stories of yeah. my aunt knew someone whose daughter worked in, t- in TV. Yeah. So she connected me with her my junior year of college. Yeah. And um, so I just your aunt cold was living her. out here. No, she lived oh. in Texas. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> but so someone wild. Someone she worked with daughter lived out here. Oh my gosh. And worked in television. So I um, I cold cold called her uh, when I was a junior and just asked her for advice and, you know, do I need to move to Los Angeles and go to USC and transfer? Or do I need to, you know, can I stay here and then move out and get a job? And um, we kept in touch. And um, when I was getting ready to graduate, she was about to get promoted and needed someone to fill the position that she was in. So the day after graduation, I flew out here, interviewed for the position. They absolutely took a chance on me because I didn't know, you know, I knew what post-production was, but it, it's yeah. definitely a, a, a learn-as-you-go type of job, And uh, but they, they took a chance on me, so I 
went home, packed up my stuff, and, and just and moved went out for here. It, yeah, huh? yeah. And it was, it was a sink cool. or swim, and uh, and I swam thankfully. So yeah, I I think I hear a lot of those mm-hmm. stories where, especially where people get into things that they don't really know what they're doing, but you know, mm-hmm. there's nothing like hands-on learning, really. Absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. Very valuable. <laughs> so meanwhile, percolating since you're like six, mm-hmm. is that you really loved baking? Yes. Yeah. So that's always been, so kind of that was another love of yours, but thinking, you know, I think we're thinking when we're six or eight or 10 or whatever, and you're Mm -hmm. thinking, I love baking. Maybe I could do that for a living. Hardly anybody's thinking that, right? Exactly. Okay, well, I like cookies, but that's where it stops. Exactly. But for you, something more was percolating. So Mm -hmm. here, while you were in the television industry, Mm -hmm. you were also on the side baking cookies and bringing them to the set and whatnot mm-hmm. and starting a little side business, right? Exactly. Yeah, it started, um, I just brought them in for fun because I would, yeah. you know, bake at night and bring them in for people and um, just put them in the kitchen. Yeah. And, uh, and I started see everybody hearing, happy. You exactly. Know? Yeah. It was just to, to share a little, uh, you know, share some cookies. And then I kept overhearing people saying, what bakery are these from? Where are these from? And I realized maybe I had created something special and and you have um, by the way oh, thank I mean, you <laughs> they're amazing I thank mean you so and I'm much. a big cookie fan and so I would be a, a big judge on it <laughs> <laughs> well that is they're a, pretty a awesome thank yeah thank you so much um, so yeah so that definitely got the wheels spinning and I was like well maybe maybe there's something to this and yeah. so um, I started coming up with new flavor ideas at night you know after work yeah. and um, and I really loved that process. It was a great creative outlet and um, and really fun for me. And in 2005, so, so like the uh, the television was like work, and you liked it, mm-hmm. but this was like kind of having fun. But oh my gosh, could this really be a business? You know? Yeah, yeah it was funny because my my dream, you know, was I wanted to be a producer mm-hmm. in TV and film. And then um, I had a wonderful career, and I loved my job, but this definitely sparked something inside of me that was uh, I could not squash. And so every time I would, uh, in 2005, I started an online cookie company and I would um, come home from work at, you know, 10 o'clock and yeah. have to bake 12 dozen cookies. And, oh my gosh, um, you have to love it to do that. <laughs> you do. And I, that's quickly what I realized is that each step of the process, I loved it even more. So it was like coming up with the flavors and then being able to deliver these cookies and see the happiness that that shared with people um, and the smiles that it brought to their faces, that was extremely special. And that's when it really became my new dream was to have a cookie shop where I could have people come in and share that yeah. that joy um, on a daily basis. Now, I love your story because uh, you worked in television for 12 years. For seven years, you did this business on the side. Mm-hmm. And I think it was in 2011 you thought, I can't do both anymore. Like, I can see how that would be a total burnout trying to do two jobs. I mean, especially as you grow a business over time, it really takes up more. And you almost walked away from it. Mm -hmm. And then the next year, you had this back injury Mm -hmm. that laid you up for eight weeks. Exactly. uh, Surgery, I should say. Yes. And uh, it's so interesting to me when people tell me these stories that I think here, you know, it's so bad you're having your back ache is so bad you're having this major surgery mm-hmm. that makes you not work for eight weeks mm-hmm. and it actually actually is so life-changing in a positive way yeah. <laughs> because it gave you time to do a business plan exactly. and completely walk away from television and start your dream shop yeah <laughs> and open your bakery that now is online 
It's also in person, brick and mortar, mm -hmm. and everything. I mean, and you, I know you do corporate catering and everything because yeah. you just catered our Live Love Thrive conference exactly. <laughs> with uh, fantastic cookies and some other events of ours. Yeah. Everybody raves about your cookies. Oh, I mean, thank you let's so talk much. <laughs> about what flavors you do, like Rocky Road and mm -hmm. Cinnamon Sugar, and uh, I think there was a Harvest Spice, and yeah, I mean, really that. some creative mm -hmm. stuff besides chocolate chip, which exactly. is my favorite, and sugar cookies and whatnot. But um, I can see how it'd be fun thinking up the, the flavors. Yeah, and it really is. But it's so true. I, I Literally, when people see your cookies, their eyes light up. Like, oh, my gosh, you know. And uh, I know I met you in an event, actually, mm -hmm. for yeah. the um, AIDS Alliance. Exactly. And uh, uh, I was like, oh, my God, I love this girl's cookies. I want her at my event. And, you know, I think uh, word of mouth is probably the, the best of, you know. Absolutely. Word of mouth growth, is a very right? powerful thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. think if you do what you love and you do it well, um, you can succeed. Uh, you know. So end of story, you did leave television and start this whole enterprise being an entrepreneur. I did. And now you've been doing this how many years? Since 2012, basically? 2013? Um, yeah. We, um, I got the keys to the, to the brick and mortar on January 1st, 2013, and then we oh, opened wow. April 16th. 2013. So. And you're located on Wilshire. On Wilshire Boulevard. Between, uh, between La Brea and Fairfax. Between La Brea and Fairfax. I remember you telling me you're catty-cornered across from a theater. From the El Rey Theater. El Rey Theater. Yes. Because a lot of people know that as an exactly. iconic place. Exactly. And we're about eight blocks to the east of the of the LACMA, too. So are you open seven days? or? We're closed on Mondays, but uh -huh. we are open uh, the other six days. Um, we're open late on Fridays and Saturdays until oh, 11 o'clock. Oh, smart. So you get those the, after the dinner theater crowd. crowd. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, which is uh, always really fun. It's like a party in there on the weekend uh, oh, evenings, fun. which is really fun. Um, and then, yeah, open. What uh, time do you open in the mornings? 11 a.m. 11. Mm -hmm. So 11 to what uh, 8 during on weekdays the... and then 11 on the Friday and Saturday. Exactly. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Fun. Great. I know I'm yeah. going. Yeah, come yeah. on. Come see us. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, let's talk about. Uh, how you got this back injury, because I think that's something that a lot of people deal with in America. They mm -hmm. say it's a huge, huge number of people. I feel like it was, I think I read it was like one in four people have back issues. Uh, I know it's big. Yeah. And and so tell us, what what was the uh, catalyst to you having this, uh, needing this back surgery? You were telling me your parents were gym gymnastic coaches right yeah my mom was a gymnast um yeah. and my dad was a football player and then got into gymnastics as a coach um as well and so you were story. a big gymnast i was yeah. a gymnast yeah. yes um from the time i could walk until um about 14 wow um and a competitive gymnast and um so i think it was a combination of that and um my mom has her share of back issues so i think right. there's some genetics involved now did you um, have any specific uh event that caused the back injury or anything or just um, I was in my kitchen cooking actually for uh, for my my birthday party oh and uh, I you know my back was aching and I was like oh I'll just go do I was an athlete so I was like oh I'll do some sit-ups and that'll counteract mm -hmm. and how, the back pain. how old were you then I was it was my 31st birthday okay yeah and um, I yeah, so I went to do some sit-ups, and I could not bring my knees to my chest, <laughs> and I couldn't move. Oh, my gosh. Um, and so that was when the discs actually slipped, and then um, it was about a three-year process of trying to figure out, because then it, that then wow. created a sciatica problem. Oh, my God. Um, so painful, so huh? It was a lot of pain, yeah. yeah. Um, and so then the surgery, thankfully, fixed that, uh, oh, which is great. Oh, wonderful. That's um, great. But I was definitely nervous about my ability to 
because it's an extremely, you know, baking and running a, a food business of any kind is extremely labor intensive. And yeah. so I was concerned about, you know, how that would go. And I remember one day my dad saying, like, you can always run the show from a wheelchair, worst case. Like, you can, you know, there's not, nothing is going to get in the way. Like, wow. you can, if you want to make it happen, you will make it happen. Um, and, and like, I don't want that. Not, I don't want yeah. that. And think that that's not what happened. Um, but it's funny because I actually, sitting is the worst thing yeah. for me um, with that. So being so Should we stand up and, and talk? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. Um, but yeah, so being so active, it's and, actually you know, good. it w- has been great. Right. And so um, so well, it all worked out beautifully. That is wonderful. <laughs> that I know back surgery can be so um, serious. And so mm-hmm. I'm so happy for you that that turned out with a good result. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, they're me get, too. I think they're improving up upon it immensely back I, surgeries. Yeah. I can't recommend my my surgeon enough. He's yeah. an amazing. So What's his name? Uh Dr. Sanjay Karana. He is down yeah. in Mar- Marina Del Rey and oh, uh, he's incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Milk Jar Cookies, mm-hmm. uh, I take it it's milkjarcookies.com. It is. is? It? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the exactly. people can find you online. Yes. Um uh, it's just flourishing. Obviously, will you be opening any other locations, or you want to keep at that location? Or um, I would love to open more. I just yeah. this year we opened a um, an offsite facility that's our shipping oh. and delivery hub. So oh we wow, deliver great. citywide and ship nationwide, and so wow. that side of the business was growing organically um, anyway. And then um, we kind of got thrust onto the national stage this year because we launched a line of baking mixes with William oh. Sonoma. Oh, which wow. Which is extremely exciting. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is fantastic. So, yeah. And it's wow. been... Um, now, tell me what that looks like and how did that happen? You Did you reach that, out to them? Did they reach out to you? How did you make that happen? They actually reached out to me. Um, wow. And said they were trying cookies from all over the country and wanted to, you know, found us online and wanted to try some of our cookies. And so they ordered some and... Did and then they ordered some more and you know over the course of a few weeks had, I guess we made it to the final round so they ordered more and um, and then they a few months after that sent me an email out of the blue and said great news we want to greenlight a series of baking mixes based on your recipes is oh that something you're interested gosh. in <laughs> wow, I was like hmm, that is let me so think. exciting yeah it's been uh, it's what been so much fun such an honor and uh, very surreal. Um, that is, but you know, yeah. it just goes to show when you're doing what you're meant to be doing, which is doing what you love. That's yep. the most important thing. Absolutely. Uh, look how it just falls into place. It's been that's amazing. They came knocking on your door. They did. It's huge. And I think you know that's. I used to say we we are growing without even trying, and yeah. I won't allow myself to say that anymore. No, because I think actually whatever you say is what manifests. So yeah. that's actually probably a that's good true. thing to that's say. That's true. That's true. But it's because like, on a daily basis we're trying very hard. You know, yeah. so with every single cookie and with every single box of cookies we deliver, it's you know the experience is something that's so important, and so you know. Each of those efforts, I think, has led to the yeah. growth and the, the success that we've had because, um, you know, it's, it's been very organic, which I'm extremely lucky. Um, Do you work in the store yourself? Um, I love working in the store. It's yeah. so fun. I love helping yeah. customers. Um, it varies. Every day is different. So um, there are days that I'm at the shop. There's days I'm at the baking facility, you know, helping with shipping and delivery. There's days I get to do fun things like this yeah. um, and, and talk about the brand. And then, um, you know, it's just everything in between. Um, but it, I really love, like, those Friday and Saturday nights, like I was saying, being there and helping customers. And I don't get to do as much of that anymore. But when I do, I'm like, 
This is why this is why I did this. I love this right. so much. Which is um, the fastest growing part of the business? I would imagine people seem to say online is what's really growing in every mm -hmm. arena. Like yeah. more and more people, they don't want to get up and walk <laughs> it. Yeah, like me, I like to walk in and like look at the cookies, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. or, or products, whatever it is, you know, but in this case, cookies, um, and say, oh, I want to try that and that and that. Of course, yeah. that's pretty dangerous, but uh, <laughs> but uh, more and more people are ordering online, especially yeah. I would think around the holidays. You guys must oh, yeah. get, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I could see definitely going on and ordering and sending these to my family on the east coast yep. or yeah with the, clients the, yeah. yeah exactly we do a lot of corporate gifting a lot of just you know person to person gifts um yeah we always we you know winter is coming yeah is what we always say because it's, it's you a have very do, intense month. um <laughs> do you do um online advertising or is it um we actually just um you know we advertise through facebook yeah um, sometimes but we really i since we've opened it truly has been word of mouth we've yeah. done very little very little advertising, um, and uh, you know, for me, I have found great value in doing the things like the Entertainment AIDS Alliance event. Like we do a right. lot of charity events like yes. that, where I can get out and I can engage with people and talk about, you know, what we're doing and, and share. And um, I find a lot of value in that. Plus, it, it feels good to be able to to give back and do things um, that are helping organizations that are doing yeah. amazing things. Right. And so, um, so that has been where I have, you know. And, tried to grow it. And you were telling me originally, because you were in the uh, TV industry, you mm -hmm. were thinking it was going to be a lot of like craft services, delivering yeah. to sets, and and that's some of your business. Some of it. Yeah. But yeah, but the walk-in traffic um, just uh, from the day we opened has been really? wonderful. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's a it's a wonderful location with a, it's a mixture great location. Of, you, know, you know, they uh, it was you wasn't it you that told me they call Wilshire the Main Street of L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so excited by that because I you know I always pictured because inside the shop is very um, you know every detail has been a you know paid attention to and we've um, it's very much a, a homey warm environment. Yeah. So I always pick and that was my vision. So I always pictured that on like a sweet quaint little Main Street and then. The location yeah. we found is Wilshire Boulevard, which is, you know, <laughs> is quite busy. But then, yeah, the day after we um, signed the lease, this article came out calling Wilshire the Main Street of L.A. So. Now, I love this part of your story is that um, and, and I think people listening should pay attention to this, is that as an entrepreneur, uh, you have to, like, be with a certain kind of person that's supportive of this yeah. uh, and that you had dated some people that kind of were wanting to squelch that dream and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's so important because had you been with someone like that, you wouldn't have this fabulous flourishing business. And so Definitely. I'm so glad that you didn't give in to that, but it's a message to people that if you if you have a dream and you want to build a business, uh, especially women, you know, mm -hmm. who need encouragement and confidence, mm -hmm. to be sure to pick the right partner or friends to support your dream. Exactly. Because it's so easy for people to shoot it down. But luckily, you <laughs> met an amazing guy, yes. and it was kind of through your cookies. I, I did. I did. Offer Which is him no a surprise. <laughs> the first day we met, and exactly. Um, yeah, yeah it, we met in uh, 2006. So I had started that online cookie company on the side, and um, I had had an order 
that you know the night before, and so we met uh, at the copy machine um, <laughs> on Entourage. We both worked on that show together, and um, he came over to my desk later that day to chat, and I offered him a cookie. So, um, <laughs> but yes, he um, that probably sealed so, the deal. You know, I, I think I think it's all due to the cookie. I do. <laughs> um, yeah, he he's an amazing amazing person, and um, and he's I'm, your husband so, now. He is my husband. We just yeah. had our seventh wedding anniversary. Right, and, and his name. Um, Adam. Adam. Yes. Okay. Adam Tiller. Um, and he actually is responsible for our branding. He's extremely talented. Oh, He's an editor wow. in television um, who also has a very keen eye for design. Um, so he designed our logo and all of our you know, paper goods. Um, I have menu, a friend in marketing that said a lot of entrepreneurs do not realize the importance of uh, branding and yeah. that that's where they yeah. fall short. And branding is everything. I'm a sucker myself for yeah. beautiful branding and yeah. beautiful oh, me marketing, too. and so I yeah, knew you guys have great packaging, was, great branding. That was very so, important to me um, yeah. to do that and to really. And so basically, you married him for that. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> match made um, in heaven. <laughs> exactly. No, he actually we wrote our own wedding vows, and he did put something in the vows um, about how he would support all of my dreams, cookie or otherwise. So <laughs> it was a, it was a definitely a dream that. He he came in on the very you know beginnings of and yeah he sounds like me. a great guy he is a great guy so that's one of the words of advice I think you have for entrepreneurs is yeah. uh, surround yourself with uh, people or a partner that's supportive yeah, yeah. and uh, you know if they if they can't keep up with you then yeah. move on you know <laughs> that's like it. I have um, none of my family is out here and so um, from when I moved out here a lot of people from my university actually moved out at the same time, so there was a group of us, and we're still um, extremely close to this day, and they have been a huge source of support for well, me. Well, you and know, they say one Adam. of the things that uh, makes people successful also is community. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a big believer in community. Uh, they say it also in research shows that people who are the happiest uh, have community. Um, so success, happiness, it's all tied to having a supportive, like-minded group of people mm -hmm. cheering you on and, and holding you accountable. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. it's good for that, too. Um, what, what other advice would you have for young women that want to start businesses? Because, you know, it's, uh, there's a lot to it. Like, you know, <laughs> what, what would be your advice? I mean, I think one of the things that you did really smartly was uh, to start your business while you had your job. Mm -hmm. You know, but other than that, do you have anything that you'd like to share? Um, I think do your research um, and yeah. don't be afraid to admit what you don't know. I literally did not know. I knew how to bake cookies. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to bake them on that scale. I didn't know how to use, right. a, you know, a convection oven. I didn't know how to use a 30 quart mixer. Um, but that's OK. You know, and yeah. you just if you can do your research and figure out what what you do need to know yeah. um, and and find people or resources um, that can help you learn them, you know, and there's going to be a lot of trial and error. Yeah. You know, you're not going to know. Can't give up. No, exactly. You just got to keep pushing and um, and make it happen. Like where there's a will, there is a way. So. Yeah, I think that's such smart advice in that um, when uh, you don't know something, I think there's so many people that will say, 
oh, I don't know how to do that. And then they just give up. They're like, oh, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, and that's not my personality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me neither. Me neither. Yeah. I'm totally mm-hmm. like, I don't know how to do that. Let me find someone who does. Yep. You know, And that is the mentality an entrepreneur has to have because mm-hmm. we can't know everything. No. You know, when I think about everything from Facebook marketing to branding to building my website to all of these things, I think I knew none of that. Mm-hmm. I found people who were good at that. Mm-hmm. And obviously you did too. We don't have to know how to build the website. We don't have to know how to exactly. do the branding or the marketing or whatever the blog or whatever exactly uh it's actually why uh, with live love thrive my 360 karma workshops Mm -hmm. i have workshops every month where i bring in experts in different fields because i think all of these entrepreneurs that are in my circle Mm -hmm. um all of us need to keep growing keep learning absolutely and have resources of people that will help us and my 360 karma community is all about bringing out people's gifts so they're Mm -hmm. using their gifts to you know make the world a better place and do what makes them happy and share that gift with other people that don't have their gift Mm -hmm. but utilize the gifts of other people in the community that they don't have you know and I think that's what it's all about it's about us all helping each other out yeah you know there's, there's no there's no value in pretending yeah. you know yeah. something. You and know, I've never really gonna... seen an entrepreneur that's good that tries to do everything themselves. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, there's, there's enough yourself going with a good team, right? Exactly. There's, yeah. there's enough that you have to deal with on a daily basis that... Don't yeah. don't try to learn how to code a website. <laughs> you know, find that a will never happen will for never me. Happen. And it's all changing so fast that you know you exactly. got to keep up by keeping. You know, keeping your, current your too. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and so. also too with the internet, boy, it's always a challenge to, you know, things are changing and moving every single day, right? So it's fast. like keeping on top of it. But yeah. I think uh, as an entrepreneur, I know you probably feel this way too. I, that's what I love about being an entrepreneur. Every day I'm learning. Things are changing. Oh, yeah. It keeps your mind going and keeps us young and interested if it yeah. was the same old same old every day i don't know about you but i'd be bored so boring <laughs> we are yes. definitely entrepreneurs yes we are <laughs> so for all of our for entrepreneurs out there we say you know uh you will make mistakes keep Absolutely. going it is about from them. Uh, fortitude mm-hmm. it is about surrounding yourself with good people and it is about uh you know recognizing what your strengths are not and finding people who have those strengths so absolutely i'm so happy for your thriving business thank you so much we love your cookies thank you i uh, brought you some they're, they're oh awesome <laughs> oh my god awesome yeah, there's a box uh and uh i'm not sharing tony <laughs> <laughs> and just keep you know uh being a successful businesswoman because you're an inspiration yeah. to other women that want to you. do the same. So That's thanks for kind. being on, Courtney. Thank you for having me. This was really nice. You bet. Yeah. And we will be back next week with more amazing women. So check back with us next Wednesday at noon and be sure to follow us, like I said, on YouTube or your favorite podcast. Make it a great day. Hugs and happiness. Mm-hmm.